Welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host, Ioni Butler, and the founder of Uplifting Content. And every Tuesday, I'll share with you conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. My goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new people, ideas, and techniques that provide value and insight, which I hope you find uplifting. Today, let's talk about the labels we use to define ourselves. Labels are walls that we have created that have been placed on, upon us, and they really divide us. I think they are the foundation of all division that we find throughout the world. Um, it's, it's, it's really the labels, and we have to kind of start there if we want to create any type of peaceful um, society. Hello everyone. So this episode is a little bit different. I decided to pull an episode from the Uplifting Content Podcast archives because we have an archive now because there's so many of them. So today's guest is the incredible Prince EA. He is a filmmaker, speaker, an activist whose videos have over a billion views. And I wanted to share the story about how we met because it was a cool example of the universe working its magic. So about three or four years ago, uh, my godbrother in New Zealand had seen a post that Prince had on his Facebook page, and he was looking for actors in LA to, uh, to be in his next video. And my godbrother tagged me in it, and I, had never, I hadn't spoken to my godbrother in like years. And I got a tag for this post, and I checked it out, and I was like, I remember thinking, shall I reply to this? And then I was like, who is this guy? I have no idea who he is, but let me just reply to his post. And, uh, and I was like, let me see where it goes. That was, that was my thinking. So I sent Prince an email and I said, hi, I see you're looking for actors in LA. I'm an actor in LA. This is my stuff. Um, let me know, you know what, more about the project. And he got back to me and asked me to uh, do a little audition. And um, he's like, watch one of my other videos. And um, if you could record yourself um, just miming along to the words of this video because that will be the style of the new one. The video that he sent for reference was um, his video about Dear Future Generations, Sorry. And it's like an apology to the future generations for how we're just destroying their planet. Um, But it's not all heavy and depressing, he goes on to say, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is what we can do to make it better. And I watched that video with no idea who he was. And I cried. And I said, I love this man. Um, oh my God. So then I did the, I did the audition um, and I got it and I ended up, um, met, met him for the first time at the set of the video and was just like, I love you. I love your work. Um, you're everything that I want to be doing. You're just such an amazing person. Like just had so much admiration and he's just very sweet, very humble. Did the video shoot. Anyway, we stayed in touch afterwards and he was one of the reasons that I actually started this podcast. Because he would message just to say, you know, how are you getting on with your stuff? You should be making videos. You should be putting stuff out there. And um, do it, do it, do it. And he would check in and I would and I'd send him stuff. And then one day I did um, a video for one of my early episodes of this podcast, which was about my experience with depression. And it was just me talking to camera for like 20 minutes about how I've dealt with it, the ways that I've found to help deal with it when it arises and just some just mental health, you know, advice from, from my experience. And um, a few weeks later, he shared the video on his Facebook page and it ended up going viral and got like over 200,000 views. And I was flooded with all these messages from people and uh, it was kind of wild. And I was like, whoa. And so that kind of really encouraged me just to start speaking openly about stuff that's going on. Anyway, we've stayed in touch. 
Um, he, Prince E and I started uplifting content together. He was um, fundamental in making that happen. And so, um, yeah, he's just a wonderful, wonderful human that um, is dear to my heart um, and is a big inspiration. In this episode, we spoke about the video that he'd made. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, I recommend you check out the I Am Not Black, You Are Not White labels video by Prince EA. We'll put a link to it in the show notes uh, so that you can find it easy. We spoke about what labels are and how they affect us, how to combat years of conditioning. We talked about touching on politics and sensitive topics, further reading and resources, so his, his recommended reading list, dealing with emotions and words, and the difference between interest and passion. And uh, so, yeah, without further ado, here is my conversation with Prince EA. So first up, can you tell me uh, why you did this video? I did the video because, well, all of my topics, I think, are of the utmost importance. This one in particular, I believe, is very important because labels are walls that we have created that have been placed on upon us and they really divide us. I think they are the foundation of all division that we find throughout the world. Um, it's, it's, it's really the labels and we have to kind of start there if we want to create any type of peaceful, um, society, if that's what we want to do, if we want to, you know, continue to fight for the next tens of thousands of years, then we can do that. But if we want to create harmony and unity, then we have to look deeply at the labels that we call ourselves and others and see how, well, if, and how they separate us. You, I agree a lot of, with this and it asked you, so, you know, does that mean that you can't say that somebody is black? Does that mean that you can't say that? Mm. Um, Cause that was my confusion. If, the, if there's no labels, how do you, how do you label something? Mm-hmm. What, what's your yeah, answer to that? Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I think um, the issue is not necessarily the words because we have to communicate. We have to we have to use language. However, it's the attachment, the clinging on to the labels, um, the identifying as the labels that is destructive. Um, that we fight, you know, we fight for the labels. We die for the labels. We kill for the labels. These are, th- this is really what causes the problems. It's not the labels themselves, but our, our very strong attachments to them. And I invited people to find out who they are. You know, who is the label attached to? You know, mm-hmm. who's inside? Who's, who, is, who is that that has the label? Um, and that is not a label, but we have, to, we have to find out who that, who or what that is. And once we do, uh, then we become free of labels and free from labeling ourselves and labeling of others. Once we not only know that intellectually, but know it from a, a heart space. Mm-hmm. There was a really interesting book I read called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. And it's a lot about sort of first impressions and uh, subconscious uh, judgments and things that we make on ourselves and other people. And I'm totally going to butcher this. because I read it a long time ago and I can't remember what it was exactly. There was a study where he would flash cards of like a black and a white person and a gun and a knife or something. And basically most people of all races associated black people 
with the violent weapons mm-hmm. and even black people themselves. Mm-hmm. And so there's a subconscious thing there where like through sort of centuries of conditioning and years of conditioning, like mm-hmm. how do people, um, I don't think I'm a racist, but I probably would do that same thing in that test. Mm-hmm. When it's that ingrained subconsciously, how do people start to yeah. shift that? Right, right. Question everything. Mm. You know, we have to we have to do the research. Yeah, you're right. It is it is ingrained. It's ingrained. It, it was it's inherited. You know, even when you know you, you've got uh, Michelangelo being commissioned to to paint pictures of Jesus, which is, which has become the iconic figure of Jesus based off of his, his family. Uh, you know, the Michelangelo's family, Michelangelo, mm-hmm. yeah, European, you know, blue eyed, you know, Jesus, which is kind of, I think subconsciously put Europeans closer to God. I mean, we all, we all want God to look like us, you know? So, so in that, that definitely had a, had an impact historically on, um, I think uh, a, a, a superiority being attributed to a certain color, um, even in the language, you know, it's just to to be blackballed, to be blackmailed, you know, it's these these things are kind of associated with with negative things. It was a uh, uh, a, a child's. Uh, it was a study with children, the doll study, the famous, you know, famous, very well known doll study in which. Kids, you know, um, very young toddlers are given a set of, uh, of white, uh, a white. They're given a white doll and a black doll, mm-hmm. and they're, they're asked which one is more is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The only thing different is the skin color. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and both the the white children and the black children say that the white doll is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The black doll is ugly. That, you know, so these things are, are are socially conditioned, culturally conditioned throughout the years, and so we have to just stop and question some of the most subtle assumptions, our most subtle emotions. Why do I feel this way towards this person? Where does it come from? You know, why when I hear a word, why does it trigger emotions? And just step back and 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 and, and get into a, a space of uh, objectivity about it and figure it out. Because that's the first step is being aware of it, mm-hmm. not not being a victim of of these this conditioning, but being aware. And that's how we that's how we get past it. That's how we we stop racism and sexism, you know, with this generation. You know, when we when we stop, so we can teach this to our our children, and they don't have to deal with the same um, baggage that we did. Very well put. Um, how have you found the video to the video to have been received so far? Mm, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely got a, um, a huge reception. Um, you know, twenty million views in the first week. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's that's. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, but you think about how many sort of network shows have their premieres and they get like what 8 million people tuning in to watch and that's like a big deal mm, yeah yours got 20 yeah yeah it's, it's it's not bad not bad especially on the topic like this you know a topic you know sh- telling people that that they are not what they have been told and they should mm. they should question it you know this is these are these are tough issues you know so there's a these are controversial issues but to get that many views and that many shares mm-hmm. um it means that 
<clears throat> you know, people are waking up. People are receptive to new ideas. Um, and we're kind of, we want to evolve out of the old ways that are, that are keeping us stuck in the mud. So it's, 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 it's beautiful to see, um, you know, I, I can only be, be that vessel and continue to create, um, content, shareable content that, that makes people think. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's making people think, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of messages. I've read the comments and it's doing just that. It's starting a conversation and that's, that's the seed that I want to plant. That's it. How do you find like towing the line between talking about something controversial, like something that you know people will react to? Is there any in the creative process? Is there ever a filter where you're like, this will stress somebody out, or this this is I can't go that far because it will alienate this. Is that ever an element, or do you just go with what you truly feel and then just sort of let go? Yeah. of what anyone's reaction not care about not really not care but not worry about the outcome yeah yeah i mean you know all of my pieces are really about one thing and that's love you know every everything so you know people are going to feel what they feel um i can't really i can't really be you know i i definitely try to skillfully weave things into um into my pieces that allow the listeners to be open um i try to i try to say things that might be humorous to open a, another level <clears throat> of um of hearing from them so they can hear it and sometimes if you're too preachy people can't hear you so you have to sometimes approach things in a light-hearted manner mm-hmm, so I agree. That's, it. that's what i do um i try to try to just skillfully create and uh no i'm not really attached to the result or how people will respond but again i don't touch on um, political uh, issues too much. Why? Um, I mean, everything is political to an extent, but you know, I I, I touch on issues that that fo- that are people centered. Um, you don't think politics because, is? Well, I, I believe that politics is important, but people operate politics, right? So, uh. uh um, a flawed, a corrupt political system is not the problem. The problem is that's that's a byproduct of the mm-hmm. problem. The problem is us. Mm-hmm. We're the root. So you change us, you change politics, you change the world. It just starts right. inside, in the heart. You know, I always say that. Um, you know, the the the. Um, you know, the root of a tree. You know, it, it's not. You know, you want to you want to fix a tree. You know, you don't you don't you know check out you know the the. the leaves on it the problem is usually at the root mm-hmm. and the a culture the root of a culture is the human being and the root of a human being is the human heart you change somebody's heart change them and that's what essentially i want to do through art which i think you're doing very well actually Thanks. i have to say it sounds like i'm just kissing your ass right now but <laughs> i have a lot of admiration and respect for what you're doing thank you um, have you, for anybody that's watched labels and it triggered some kind of, uh, just epiphany for them, or it sort of shifted their perspective on how they see themselves, uh, what type of things, what like further reading or listening or stuff would you recommend? Right. Right. Good question. Um, there's a book by this guy. It's, it's actually an audio book. Robert Anton Wilson. Uh, Old Bob explains everything. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. Where he he touches on, uh, uh, you know, 
he touches on everything <laughs> like the title uh, conveys. Uh, he talk, touches about on linguistic um, relativity, which is a concept in anthropology, um, where you know just just it it explains just how strong language creates and shapes reality. Right. Uh, which is, 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 is very important to, to really understand, um, you know, thought leaders and philosophers like Krishnamurti, J. Krishnamurti, um, spiritual teachers like Muji. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really just about, you know, finding out what you're not and then being left with what you are. So I just invite everybody to just 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 find out who you are, you know, find out what is it that's asking that question. You know, if we aren't the mind, if we're not the body, then what's left? And this isn't something that you you figure out immediately. You know, it might take some time. Don't get discouraged. Um, and you realize it's nothing you can figure out. It's something that you that you are. It's a feeling. There's no answer to the question, but it's a feeling. It's a it's a, uh, a realization that, that you come to. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, um, books, ancient texts, like the, the Bhagavad Gita, you know, many Buddhist texts that, that, that really get you to understand the mind and what you're not. And you lessen, uh, your, your attachments to these things so that you can become free because it's all about becoming free. We can't live in a, a free society if we're not free. We yeah. can't live in a, a peaceful society if we can't deal with anger in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, the world is a reflection of the internal. So, so yeah, it's, it's you know, after all the texts are read, after all the practices are, are practiced, you know, it's about finding that within you, period. Yeah, I've... Um... I think from from a lot of readings of stuff, I sort of came to observe the mind and what it was doing, and my the, the way that I was reacting to things, external things, and how I'd react. And sort of once I got an understanding of of what was going on, things will come up, and I will be enraged. And rather than just act out in rage, it's now more of a acknowledging where that's come from and why mm. I'm feeling that. And um, mm. I've sort of been in that, living in that space for a little while and it's, mm. it's a lot less stressful. Like it, mm. I, I definitely get overcome with it sometimes, mm. but I was speaking to an actor friend recently um, and we were just talking about like our personalities and stuff. And he was saying how he's very, um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's very hot tempered and like emotional and he, he reacts out. And I said, you know, you need to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. And he said, how could you, how can you control your emotions? Mm. And it just, and it, immediately put me that that's kind of where a lot of people sit in that they yeah. feel like yeah. emotions just happen yeah. and it's it's not just something that happens to you it's 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 external th- things happen and it's how you deal with it that yeah. creates everything else yeah. you can have somebody walk up to you and punch you in the face mm-hmm. and you could be enraged and get in a massive fight or you can take a step back yeah. or you wow. can walk away or you can do a thousand other things yeah. um but yeah, we're very, very in that in that space. True, true. Yeah, it's it's you know they call it the wedge of awareness. You kind of just that awareness of how you're feeling, it it creates space. You know, you're no longer. I mean, even even with the most powerful emotions that we feel, and we're gonna feel them. Emotions are are, are natural. Just mm. natural. and that's the thing. You can't fight them. You have to sort of let them mm-hmm. let them be. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You you have to let them pass. You have to let them pass, and you can't 
<clears throat> I mean, we, you know, all violence is a manifestation of grief. It's, 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 it's believing that you are these things. You, you are these, it's, it's so close to you and we can't get space to step away from them and watch them. We become, we become it. You know, we become, we, we become angry when not people experiencing anger, anger, you know, and to be a person experiencing anger is different than being an angry person, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just that. You know, it sounds like a uh, like a semantic game, but it's it's true. When you just develop that that space from things, you become free of them. You know, you know that they're they're gonna come and they're gonna go, instead of they're gonna just be here forever. Same with with anger, sadness, all of these emotions that we feel. We feel them. You know, we aren't them. We feel them. We experience them. So to know that is freedom. That is a good point, and we've spoken about that before um how it's 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 how you speak to kids and how you speak to people you know if you have a child that's like being misbehaving you're not the child's not a bad child you don't you know it's not good to say it's for a child you're a bad child it's Mm. you're behaving badly your behavior is being bad they're not bad Mm. and I think that a lot of the time um Mm. we it's sort of come from being told these things and then believing that we are those things. Mm. It's like, no, mm. you've behaved in that way. You're not an angry person. You're not a mean person. Yeah. yeah. Um, why do you, why do you do what you do? What, what sort of made you go down this path? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, good question. There's nothing I really, well, I don't, I just don't think I couldn't, I could not be doing this. You know, it's, 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 it's really a part of me and it's, it's not like I'm even doing anything. I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I've become kind of one with it. It's, it's, it's amazing to have, um, to, 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 to be, to do what you are, if that makes any sense. To yeah. To do what you are. I think I would love for more people in the world to do what they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we live in an awesome uh, world of people, people live their passions because when you're when you're passionate about something, you're gonna exceed, you're gonna excel. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna, it's not gonna be like you're even trying. It's just who you are. You can't not do it, you know. And for me, uh, the, the 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 spiritual path and uh, learning about the mind and and out of getting out of suffering is, um, you know, and learning who you are. I think these are some of the most important um, endeavors and questions that a human being can ask and, and engage in in their existence in this plane. In my in my humble opinion, you know, so I, I just, you know, I've invited people to um, to that, and it's gotten a, a, a massive response, and uh, that's um, that's Very encouraging. Telling. That's just telling. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're we're living in a in a world that's that's becoming more and more open. It's good to see that. Yeah, I felt for a while that you know, for me, television. There's not really television that I want to watch. It's all about conflict, and uh, it all seems very negative. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a lot of reality TV which isn't real in any way, and it's all just made up conflict and mm-hmm. soap operas, and you know. And uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. And I feel like with the type of stuff that you do, there, there clearly is a market for it. Because in a week, twenty million people were sharing and watching your video. Like people are hungry mm. for some kind of um, 
uplifting or thought-provoking content it mm. seems like mm. um what when i asked you about uh how how do you feel about having so many views you were just very kind of chill about it like not like way but just very very cool you seem to feel very level-headed about stuff mm-hmm. um has there has anybody said something to you or has there ever been a moment where it really kind of impacted you like some feedback or a response or something that really made you feel like it was worthwhile mm. yeah actually you know yesterday um i believe it was i got a message saying that it was this guy who was you know, showing my videos uh, in a in a he works in a prison, and he's showing my videos to the inmates, um, and, and getting a, getting a very positive response. You know, kids, you know, they show my videos in schools and <clears throat> in, in detention centers, and you know, th- this is this is amazing. Um, that that you know, a guy from a skinny kid from North St. Louis can create <laughs> content. Uh, that comes from his heart and reached the hearts of so many people. And, uh, you know, from the messages and feedback that I've gotten, really be it really impact people's lives um, in, a, in a positive way. Uh, you know, just the, the, the collection of messages I've gotten is, uh, is so powerful. It's so powerful to me and really, you know, provides, provides uh, gas for, you know, my, this vehicle to keep going. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? I'm not gassed up though. You know, <laughs> it's not like you know, pump me up, getting a big head, but it's. it's no, I get it. You're putting gas in your vehicle. No, yeah, I got it's it. Fuel. It's, it's, no, it makes it's sense. I wasn't thinking you having a big head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lastly, what would you say to people who? Um, just people who I feel like uh, you know sometimes if people are a bit uh, stuck stuck in a rut like uh, kind of coming into an awareness of all these different things but really kind of want to excel like what would be any advice to people that are kind of looking to s- starting off on that journey in a new direction? What career journey? The career journey? The, the which journey? I guess I guess well, that's probably a bit of a broad question. Um, all of them, really. Like, I mean, journey of life. Journey of life. I mean, maybe career, maybe like sort of finding a purpose, or like career-wise, or mm. sort of uh, all the spiritual. Oh, that's a tough one. Both mm. spiritual yeah. and career. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know. I think that could be one question. I think that they overlap. Um, for me, um, you know, I, I, I always tell people. There's a, um, you know, there's a difference between um, interest and passion. And, you know, we can be interested in so many things, but what are we passionate about? There's a difference between your career and a calling. You know, what are you, what are you here for? Mm. Um, what, what really excites your spirit? Chances are, you, you know, you can monetize it. There's, there's so many people that, you know, even even college students that, you know, we've got the dilemma of, you know, should I get a, a job that really fits me that I really want to do and I love? Or should I get one that's more practical and pays the bills? Well, it's funny. We live in a world where nothing is is, is really stable. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no really job security. So, you know, which is why I think people can and should become, you know, entrepreneurs and really create jobs, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It's definitely good. I mean, whatever fits your nature, you can work for someone and that's, 
that's beautiful. You know, my people and my family have worked for uh, companies for, you know, uh, you know, 50 years. And uh, you can build a very fulfilling life that way. So it's really up to you. But I think the most important question is knowing who you are, figuring that out first, because, you know, you, you, you can't um, you can't start doing things that are in alignment with, um, I don't know, just just I, th- I think everything is the path and everything helps you. So I don't want to say you can never make a mistake. Mm. But what you don't want to do is uh, spend your life climbing a ladder and realizing it was against the wrong wall. Mm. You know, I think you want to, you know, spend the time in stillness and, and, and by yourself and really figuring the question out, who am I? Who am I going from there? I ask, I ask people the question all the time. If you only had five years to live, what do you do? What do you do from this point on? You know, if you had five months, five weeks, five days, what do you do? Death really brings you to the present moment. And we should be living every day as if we're going to die tomorrow. That's the real, that's that's wisdom. So that's, you know, that's what, what, you know, real, that puts you in the present moment, you know, mm. is... is we have this limited amount of time on this planet. What am I going to do with it? And the chances are your passion is going to intertwine with some type of service because helping people, helping each other is really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I um, was speaking to a uh, film producer recently who was talking about uh, a new company that he's working for and uh, it has a very high profit margin and he was talking about it, it was all very financial um, and it sounded like it was just very, very business and I asked what his passion project was and he said, you know, I, I don't have one. Passion projects don't make money. They're just a way, you know, mm. basically it's like a waste of time and they don't make money. Mm. And, it, and it really resonated with me because I just thought that's such a, that's it's an interesting belief mm. because it's definitely not true. Right. Um, right. The, you know, I think it's, I think it, it it's, I don't know whether it's hard, whether it's harder, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely not true. You can, you can be yeah. doing what you want. Yeah, we should, we we play it. You know, it's the condition. I mean, and that's not it's not his fault. You, you know, he's just gone through experiences that have led him in that safe play, that direction. Um, but you know, he, you know, like you said, he is wrong. It is it is incorrect, and I live my life like that. I don't think that there are any anything that we can't do. You know, it's so many so many advancements that have come out of the human mind the human ingenuity, you know, merely over the past 6,000 years, the past 100 years, we've done remarkable things. Um, so it, it, paradigm shifts can happen tomorrow. Uh, do we have the courage to, to be that catalyst? See, most people are just afraid. Mm. But when you realize fortune favors the bold and we're not here for very long, I mean, what are we going to, what are you going to do that really makes an impact? I never wanted to follow in the, in the footsteps of others. I wanted to go off and make my own trail. Um, so, you know, I, it, it just, for me, a life worth living is one that you are creating your most authentic self you i have an explorer spirit so i want to do things that have never been done before change people you know i have very uh some people would say unrealistic uh Mm. you know goals but uh oftentimes realism is an excuse for for pessimism uh you know (laughs) so so yeah i don't think there's anything we we can't do uh, if we if we really put our time and energy into into studying the craft and studying ourselves, um, you know we can we can do anything. 
I agree. And on that note, thank you so much for making that amazing video and casting me in it so I had the opportunity to meet and work with you and uh, sharing it with the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, thank you. I, I really am. Uh, I was honored that you would be a part of it. You know, I think it, it definitely is one of my favorite projects of all time. You know, I, I, I couldn't have, definitely couldn't have done it without you and, you know, everybody that was a part of that, they, we just came together and got it done. It's a historic, uh, historic piece. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for, for having me on your, your show. And, and yeah, you know, I, I very much value what you're doing. Um, I appreciate what you're doing. It's necessary to start these conversations, to be a part of these types of projects, um, because it does have an impact. And, uh, so thank you. It's very admirable what you're doing too, Ioni. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you'll get a hundred of our inspirational memes to share on your social media. The sign-up link is in the show notes. See you next time.